And welcome to the South Road, boys. We are back yeah. once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boys. You and you're merching it up and everything. I have got the South Road Boys t-shirt on. Yes. Uh, for those who want to buy a bit of merch, go to our website. There is not a page there for it. <laughs> I got nothing else. No, um, no there's, there's not a merch page, but you know what? One day there should be. Oh, there might be. Yes. For, well, so, if you want to buy a Christmas present for your family and friends, yes, go to the website. A... There's not a merch page, but just give them a podcast. Give them a podcast. Just do that. <laughs> I know you want merch, though. <laughs> a hat, a shirt, keychain. <laughs> you said when we did our live show. Yes, our two hundredth. Mm. I want a merch. You did. I want a merch in the same way mm. <laughs> that women, when they get to a certain age, want a child. <laughs> oh wow! It's, it's a. It's a, just an inherent need. It's a yearning. Yeah, it's just. It's not just something that you uh, that you want and think. Oh, that'd be cool. You need it's it. Guttural. Fuck. And it was. It was guttural. I needed merch, and you laughed at me. You thought it was a failure waiting to happen. Well, no, I just thought it was a very long way around for a very quick choke. True. I know there was the, the moment that I wanted to have during the podcast. Yes. When we're live, when I could actually just say to the guys, oh, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, but over there to our right, we do have some merch. How did that moment work out for you, Troy? I tell that moment was golden because we <laughs> sold it? merch, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't we? What about that moment in the podcast where you announced happily? Yeah, it was a great moment. Was, was it? Right, it was kind of towards the end. Was it exactly how you pictured it? Um, It was slightly different, I've got how, to admit. How slightly different it was, was it? Probably, um, look, if we're looking at percentages, yes. it was- Ninety three point four seven percent different yes. to how I expected it was going to be for one very simple, understandable reason, <laughs> which was I forgot. <laughs> and and I, I was think, too excited by the podcast, and then and then a fucking Daryl picked it up. Yeah, our Daryl, our resident Daryl, who yes. was a great Daryl, great Daryl. If you ever need a Daryl, we know yeah. one. Uh, well, as we were thanking him, <laughs> he went. Oh, by the way, guys, there's some merch. I've gone. Oh, oh, by the way, everyone. Yeah. Great. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> We've got merch. Yeah. But we sold merch, though, didn't we? Didn't we ever? Didn't have much merch left at all. No. We were nearly merchless. Merchless. <laughs> yeah, so, so I reckon uh, there's a good opportunity at some stage to bring a bit of merch back. You know what? If this podcast was in old Shakespearean days in Italy, you'd be the Merchant of Venice. Oh, wouldn't you ever? That's a nice little play. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a bit much. fancy for this podcast. It but just it's is. Shakespeare? I know. You went there. Well, I'm up with what all the kids are doing. <laughs> I'm hip to the groove. I know what's out and about. Where for art thou merch? Yes. Art's <laughs> <laughs> uh, over here to the right on that table. Yeah. Thank you, kind sir. So back in the day, the kids were going. Stage show and chill. <laughs> Do you have hats with a feather in them by any chance? <laughs> Is there any other kind? Imagine <laughs> that. We have hats which are merch and they all have a feather to the side. Exactly. Right or left? Would it matter? Uh, my hat with a feather in it had the feather on the left. There you go. So and mine was Nakubra. You're a left feather kind of man. Left, <laughs> does Sir dress to the left or the right? <laughs> I don't know what the- Feather s- to the left, tuck to the right. That's what <laughs> I always say. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I bought, because I obviously, bleeding edge of fashion, obviously, throughout my whole life. I Sorry, decided, can you see this face of yeah, silence in front of you? Exactly. Bleeding I decided edge. that in the 90s, which is the best time to do anything- <laughs> Um, I thought it'd be a great idea to bring back the uh, the look of Dad and Dave or the the Sullivans. You the nineties were an open slather for fashion. Yeah, for the nineteen mm. forties, I thought that was a great look yeah. that I should try and bring back. So, and, I... okay, so I'm just going to throw a similar question to you mm. in a percentage term. Mm. How did that work out for you compared to how you thought it was going to work out over time? <laughs> Over time, okay. Look, when I first got my three-breasted suit and I went to the Hatter, which yep. is underneath Flinders Street Station. Oh, yes, I know the one. Yeah, it's very famous. Yeah. And I got my bespoke um, Akubra Rabbit's fur hat that looks very 1940s. A bit fancy. It was a very IGGY f- fucking hat. Like, I love that hat. I still have it. And um, I thought I was it in a bit. Fuck, I thought I was great. <laughs> But believe it or not, I got a couple of looks. Did you? And I don't think well, it was- What kind of look? Is it kind of the, what the fuck is he wearing look? Or a, that's kind of classy look? Or a, I kind of like that look. I think it was a bit more column A than column B, right. if I'm honest. If I'm honest, I think people were like- mm, Let's go for a combo meal. You, you off to a stage show? <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the theatre? And um, <laughs> and I tried to rock that. And I think the funniest thing was the time that 
because obviously I used to catch a tram to work, mm-hmm. but my commute from the tram stop to where I actually worked was probably about 500 metres. Yep. Most normal people would work that, or walk that, sorry. Some I, work it. Yeah. Short skirts. So. Exactly. Let your work get. Let your work get. Um, I decided that my mode of transportation from tram stop to work would obviously be a scooter. Obviously. A Razor scooter. And so there I am, Dad and Dave hat, three-pieced suit, long coat past my fucking Silent Bob style. On long, a Razor. Yeah, on a Razor. And I was coming down this footpath and they were doing some maintenance work. So they removed a panel of the concrete out and all that was left was the compacted gravel. Oh, no. Unfortunately, the compacting of the gravel was as much as I thought Not it was, yeah. no, and the uh, the very skinny wheels of the Razor scooter dug in, and I went ass over tea kettle oh, really? on Victoria Street, which was met by me 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 me. And can I just say, people it's not the quietest laughing. street, no, especially during peak time, it's peak time Victoria <laughs> Street in the city, just as on the on the north side of the city, no, so. And I, it just when I was one of those things. I had the braces and everything. Oh shit! Legend, legend. So this would have been the great moment, though. Mm. This is you cruise along three breasted, three breasted bloody suit. Uh, you got the braces on. You got the hat on. Mm. You got the long coat. Mm. You got the scooter. You fucking, cruise along, and then you fucking. I was the peaky blinders of the day, yeah, mate. You hit it. You go ass over tit. The hat mm. falls off, falls upside down. You're lying there, looking like a freaking clown. People start putting money in the hat, thinking you're busking. <laughs> That would have been a great outcome. It would have been great. It did not happen you could that have way. As that was meant to be. The only thing that got hurt was my pride, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> anyway. oh, you know what they say in the name of love. Mm. <laughs> that was YouTube a big U2 friend reference. People don't know early U2, they're like, what the fuck? Did you trip over a root from the Joshua tree? Is that what happened? Is that what happened? No. What's been going on, man? Oh, what's been going on? Very exciting things. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's what's been going oh, on. Shit. No, something exciting did happen on the weekend. Tell me more, you know, tell you me more. You may not be across this because I don't know whether far. it hit the mainstream news. Oh, I'm saying it would fringe it media. But the thing is, I don't really watch the mainstream news, so I don't know, but I heard about this did you? on Saturday night. Ooh. Did you hear there was a machete attack in Longford, Tasmania? A machete? On Saturday night. No, I did Saturday not. Saturday night. Yeah, so I'm serious. There actually was. I'm, I'm yeah. not doubting you. There was a, um, because I was at a, wedding, a friend's wedding reception. Yes. Uh, and there was a girl sitting next to me and she said, have you seen this? And she was looking at her phone. This is just behind my house in Longford. Oh, shit. Um, the vigilante, so now you know where she lives. The vigilante news. Yeah, stalker <laughs> much. The vigilante news, which isn't a normal mainstream news site. It's just like a Facebook news sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yes. Reported on it, which- Someone kind of, it was interesting, someone said at the time, you know, these guys are always first, they're better than the news and all the rest of it. I said, yeah, but you realise that they don't need to really check facts. No. The, the other guys need to make sure they get it right first. Now, you and I wouldn't ever condone this, but I may or may not have amnesic memories of you and I sitting in someone's car who may or may not have had a police scanner. I wouldn't ever recall something like that. Many years ago? No. <laughs> and it was it a, with a Paul? Uh, it, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we reveled in that moment. We did. Yes. <laughs> so gag for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But I, yeah, and so my assumption. That, that was in the Renault. It was in the Renault. Yeah. I couldn't remember whether I thought yeah. it was a Citroen Renault or a station Renault. wagon. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> wow. Fuck, we were cool. That was nothing cooler than sitting in someone's Renault. Listen to, listen to a scanner. CB scanner. Oh, fantastic. Was that the same car that had a CB radio um, microphone hooked up to speakers in the front that you could play sound externally Honestly, of the car? I don't recall like, that one. Get out of the fucking but way. It's very possible, though, because it was pretty nerdy back then. Yeah. Was Mind it- you, that was having a police scanner back then, though, that was cutting edge. Bleeding edge. Because he used to also get, I remember, another associate. Associate. Of mine back in the day. Um, Known associates. Who uh, obviously carried the purse strings. Yes. <laughs> Once again, inside gag for was those it, who... Was it Matt Damon? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so he got uh, You'd have the... Was it the devil's son? The devil's son, yes. Yeah. Who carried the purse strings. Mm. Um, also had a, uh, a speed camera detector. 
Did or he a nail? Spe- yeah, so if you're cruising along, you would know whether there was a speed gun or a speed camera ahead. I don't know how the hell that worked out, but well, I mean, it worked, but I don't know how they worked. Mm. Mm. Did you ever see it in action or it was just, you know, bought oh, from yeah, the back no. of a magazine? No, no, it's, it worked. No, I did it now. Apparently. Allegedly. Yes. <laughs> Nothing I know. In this flight of fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Obviously, I used the, uh, the pulsar rays. Yes, back of course. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think that's probably how these particular bleeding edge media outlets on Facebook probably acquire their information. Maybe I don't really know. Or maybe they just call Mrs. Mangles. Maybe <laughs> she'd know everything. But yeah. what happened was there was a bit of an incident. I don't. I'm not going to go on the whole specifics, but there was mm. a. I think a gun went off Ooh. as well, and someone got maybe a little bit of an injury. Oh. Ended up turning themselves in, but there was a machete. There was a machete involved. So then, me being me, because I'm at this wedding and I don't know anyone, so right. I sat down at this table and I didn't know anyone at this table. So you knew two people on the or one person on one the big person table and her mum. So that's the bride and her mother. That's the only two people I knew. Oh, okay. So I've turned up. Everyone's. Let's. I was going to be like a cash wedding. Um, yeah. Um, I've turned up. Um, I was actually more seated than what I expected. I thought it was going to be a lot of kind of standing up, mingling, canapes, uh, which was a canapé style wedding. Yeah. But there were also big round tables and people were seated. So I've turned up, gone to the bar to grab a drink. I've looked around. I thought, I'm the only one standing up. Oh. This feels weird. Yeah. So I've just picked a table with a few different people and I've gone there. I said, the Did two- you Barney Stinson it? Did you suit up? I didn't suit up, but I, I was pretty smart casual. Cocktail dress? Yeah, cocktail dress, <laughs> definitely. That's my thing. Yeah, That's what made you stand yeah, out. Strange enough, I travelled there on a razor scooter. Excellent. <laughs> so I sat down on two spare seats. So I yes. said to the guy there, I said, do you, do you mind if I sit here with anyone here? He said, no, it's fine. I've sat down and um, there was a guy next to him, his partner, and he, I said to him, I said, I actually don't know one here. Yep. And his partner, who was a plus one, said, fantastic, I know no one here as well. Excellent. So we I've gone, fantastic. A- There's two people that know no one. Yep. So at least we now know each other. We can have... This very intense friendship until the event is over, and then that's and it. And then that's it. So, and there was another girl sitting there. She came and sat in the other chair next to the person that she knew was a chef, and they're talking mm. away. And that's when the phone came out saying, Oh my God, look what's happening in Longford. This is just behind where I live. I tell you what, it must be a riveting event if people have whipped out the phone to check Facey. Oh, it's fantastic. So, me being me, yeah. of course, <laughs> had to make this riveting event. In a funny little game. <laughs> so I'm like, what is happening to our country state? What is happening to Tasmania? Mm. What is a girl machetes? Back in, I believe it was maybe January, there's a machete attacking Queenstown, Tasmania. Queenie, represent. Someone went nuts, I believe. Uh, there was a scenario where it was a bit of a a bad relationship situation where the guy got a little bit drunk mm. um, that separated from the wife or the partner and whatever <clears> and went to the <throat> local pub and was smashing all the windows at the pub with a machete. Mind you, that sounds very Queenstown. That is on brand. Oh, that's <laughs> a tough thing to say, isn't it? You spend By the way, hi to all our Queenstown <laughs> listeners. Well, probably goodbye is what you. you're saying. <laughs> Queenstown's about to go up in the world, though. They've just put in mountain bike tracks. and it's Yeah, gonna that's going to be a boom. That's going to be the St. Helens of the West. Bigger than fucking mining. Actually, that's a lot. No. Mining's worth a lot more money. <laughs> yes. But you know what? From a population point of view, it's probably going to go okay. Yeah, it's probably going to be. I reckon they make uh, maybe Queenstown the new capital of Tasmania. What do you maybe. reckon? <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> so, um, there was that. And mm. now we've got Longford, Tasmania. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck? Longford? Is mach- Where are people getting all these machetes <laughs> from? <laughs> www.machetesra. Is, is there a machete store somewhere in the state? <laughs> machete you go It's like, I've got the machete for you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it comes with a feather on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and a little clip to go on your razor scooter. <laughs> <laughs> so you clip your machete on. Yeah. Or it's like Captain America with his shield. It's just magnets. Oh, just okay. sits on the yeah. side. Do you know where it is? Brilliant. On your left. On your left. <laughs> oh, before you go any further, yes. fucking Falcon, when he was doing Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. Now, spoilers for everyone who oh, don't fucking know. If you haven't watched it now, you really deserve to be spoiled. He turns into Captain America. Yeah. There are photos of him that he took on set with fans, with staff, with whatever, and every single photo... He was on their left. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yep. That's brilliant. 
The internet has no bounds of how much time it can waste to trawl through hundreds of photos going, can you believe he's always on their left? People really don't have lives. No. Anyway, machetes are us. So, machetes are us. So, there was machete attacking Queenstown. Mm -hmm. Machete attack now in Longford. Yes. So, I've gone, you know what, people? People (laughs) of the round table. Yes. We should start laying some bets now. Where do we think the next machete attack in Tasmania is going to (laughs) be? And hopefully it'll happen in the next three hours. And we were starting to, I was starting to work out odds. Oh, you were doing a Calcutta. Yeah, it was basically like, <laughs> we were thinking of jumping on sports bet. I guarantee you was- some <laughs> some betting organisation somewhere would have given you odds. No doubt. So we're doing it on that kind of scenario. Yes. So, But we had, there was a few places like Ravo, for instance. Guaranteed. Weren't allowed, it wasn't worth betting on it. You're only going to get a, a dollar and one for your dollar. <laughs> so the odds are too low. Yeah. It's not going to work. So that was out of the race. Yeah, of course. So, but two of the big ones we had, my main pick was Scamander. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone gone the old Scamander. Yes. On the East Coast. I just think that's just, it's just rife with machete. Because you got people there that fish too. So they'll slice their chicken heads, their bloody chicken heads, their fish heads off <laughs> with their machetes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but they probably got them handy. They're ready to go. And did, it only takes one bad day. Well, you don't catch anything. You got to <laughs> cut something. <laughs> but Jeff, the fisherman's having a bad day. But if if Alice Cooper has taught us nothing, only women bleed. This is true. Um, did you limit the Calcutta to just Tasmania? Yes. Yeah, it's, we're talking Tassie. Oh, you couldn't go across the the pond. No, no, no. This is a Tasmania. Epidemic. Okay. Yeah, it's happening here, Joe. I reckon Richmond. It's happening right under our noses. Richmond. Richmond, Tasmania. Yep. Possible. The other high one that actually jumped in, and I loved it because it was abstract, mm. Mole Creek. Oh, fuck yeah. The Mole Creek Machete Massacre. I mean, it just, just writes screams itself, it? a story. <laughs> yeah. So for you in Mole Creek, though you people that have machetes, it's your time now. <laughs> Do you know my stepfather? Just for the headline. My stepfather had an aunt and an uncle who lived in Mole Creek. Such the most Mole Creekest name that you're ever going to have for two people. What was it? Elvin. Oh, God. And Gladys. Oh, shit. Onion. What? <laughs> Elvin and Gladys Onion from Mole Creek. Their actual surname was Onion. Correct. It's a real surname. Correct. Really? <laughs> Why would I make that shit up? Fucking hell, mate. That is so funny. That brings <laughs> tears to my eyes. <laughs> it's got so many layers to it, that joke. <laughs> is his name actually Onion? Yeah. Oh, oh, Onion Skin. Holy walking shit. around with your heart caved in. That is bizarre. <laughs> Not even with the first name. No. Just the last name is bizarre. Have you seen the Onions from Mole Creek? The I think, I think Elvin and Gladys may no longer be in this world, so they're probably not going to place in the cow cutter of the Mole Creek Massacre. Oh, yeah. oh, anyway, but um yeah, so it's just like what's a go machetes, mate? I don't know. Moon of machetes? <laughs> <laughs> the the moon oh the Mona Machete Massacre. Oh wow. That's gonna be oh, uh, during Dark Mofo. Yep. You know, it probably wasn't even a machete massacre. It was actually an art piece. Yeah, it was just that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. Well, you know, how funny would it be? How would it gra- be great for headlines for someone during Dark Mofo to come out with a machete and chop a few people. Well, and everyone would be like, "Yeah, it was part of the act." It's like, well, you could have told us. Yeah, like was it fake before they the killed Mum? Like, no, they were attendees. They didn't know anything about <laughs> it. But that's what makes it art, Joe. That's what makes it real. It's visceral. <laughs> um, visceral. <laughs> but I remember down there they copped a lot of shit because one of the art installations, and this is the second time in two weeks we're talking about it. One of their art yeah, installations came up last week. They butchered a, a cow. cow. Yeah. And people thought that was cross the line. It's funny, isn't it, how the the difference of people's thoughts, because I can guarantee there would have been, not all, mm. but a certain amount of people that thought that was wrong mm. would love dishing out a nice steak to themselves. Off to the ball and chain. Mm. But I think the difference being, and look, I when I worked at the Australian Sheep and Wool Show in uh, Bendigo, mm-hmm. uh, we had Bob the Butcher. Now, Bob the Butcher would get there and he'd have a lamb dead. And he would then butcher it in front of everyone. But he would show you what cuts we eat and what cuts yep. we don't. And and he actually did this really good historical it was thing. An educational murder. Educational. Well, it was already dead. So he didn't actually commit a murder educational in front of Educational autopsy. Yeah, educational autopsy. But mm. what he did is he'd go, pre-World War II, in Australia, this 
part of the lamb is what we would eat. Here are the cuts and here's what we do. Mm-hmm. And then post the war, when we got all these migrants from the Middle East and from Asia and, and different parts of the world, they came and brought their recipes and what they do with goats and sheep and stuff like that. And so foreigners. They change how we do everything. Fuck, they change everything. <laughs> and so he then butchered another lamb. So it was it was a homicide, like it was a serial killer. Um, and basically we consume an extra 30% more because of these migrants really? who came out with their different cooking techniques and tagines and slow cooking and all that kind of yeah. stuff that we hadn't used before. And so I think the difference between what Bob did, <laughs> Bob the butcher, and what they did at Mona was I think down there he just got, you know, Freddy Kruegerish. And it was just lots of hacking. It's pretty and- down there. I mean, Bob the Builder. I mean, once he <laughs> Bob the Builder, <laughs> Bob the Butcher, <laughs> once he got those couple out of the way, yeah, they they called that entire segment "Silence of the Lambs." Gladys, Fava Beans. Yeah, but I think it was a bit more grotesque. I guess a bit more gory. Mm. A bit more full on because it is the case. I mean, I must admit, even myself, I love a steak. I love mm, eating meat. Delicious. I'm a meat eater. Kind of um, a But I will say though, I wouldn't really like to sit there and watch it being killed and sliced in front of my eyes. No, because I'm not the kind of person. But I'll gladly eat it. Oh, easily. If I can't put a face to it, I'm fine. It's the same as I, I've said before. I'm happy to see a couple of innocent turtles die mm. as long as I can slab my plastic straws at McDonald's. I know it happens and I know it's wrong. Yes. But you know what? Means to an end. <laughs> Means to an end. <laughs> so, Turtle soup. It's a thing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm not meaning to shell out on them or anything, but I mean, oh. <laughs> the puns tonight. The puns. It's a pun night, isn't it? <laughs> Woo. Now. Yeah. I've got a. So you done on machetes? You finished it? You don't no, no, machetes. machetes. Have you got machetes? more machetes? No, that's all I've got now. What was the. Not until we get another attack. What was. That was your tip. What was somebody else's? Where else did they? Oh, look, a few people tried to go the down and outs. Um, oh, they were slim pickings. Yeah. Zion did get a mention, and Ooh. Queenstown did get a mention. But once yeah. again, I felt Queenstown also, because it already had one there. Mm. And there was kind of that case of, you know, it's a bit like lightning. Doesn't strike twice. Doesn't strike twice. So well, actually, they, they would have an entire machete risk assessment plan yeah. for Queenstown now. <laughs> That'd be laid out. Every person that lives in that region would have a, a, a machete risk plan set up in their home or their business. Well, I think Machetes or Us actually had to close their shop in Queenstown. You said that's what happens when people do it wrong by one. Yeah. You know, it's Mach- like Martin Bryant. You have one person does something wrong with a gun and it fucks it for everyone. Machetes don't kill people, Troy. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Um, what about Olveston? Didn't that get a run? Olvey. Yeah, no, Olvey didn't actually. I mean, mate. The Dark Horse? You've got to remember, I'm in Launceston, so people don't even know the names of the things on the Northwest Coast. True. <laughs> like, they don't realise that we exist. Nothing west they of Deloraine. They think we're mythical beasts in yeah. this area. <laughs> well, the plovers fly backwards, the dinosaurs roam, mm. and we still eat missionaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we eat missionaries, <laughs> and we have sex doggy. Yeah. What now it's, it used to be the other way around. Yeah, I get you. We eat doggy it. and we'd anyway. Have sex. Um, there you go. And how was the rest of the wedding? That was fun. Well, uh, after you brought up a machete, Calcutta. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's not every wedding you have a machete, Calcutta. It's is not. It? But mind you, like my wife and I attended a wedding where we were in a similar boat to you. We knew the bride and groom. But none of their friends. It's a weird thing, isn't it? We were the isolated. We were the fringe dwellers. Yep. And we that's were, what this table was. Yeah. Because we're going around and I was like, like who do you know? I'd say, oh, I know the the groom and yeah. I know the bride. And I was like, but those people sitting next to each other didn't know each other. Got no fucking idea who you are. So this was the second life friends. Yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> if you go, did they only meet yesterday and get married? I mean, what's going on yeah. here? <laughs> or did you know them from school and then they've separated you from the rest of their life? I think there was a little bit about, yeah, well, that could happen too. <laughs> but there's a little bit about um, situations where maybe they've worked together and stuff too. So sure. work friends don't always mix with normal life. They did six to nine so. months in Risden together. Yeah, exactly right. You know, you cell know. buddies. Cell buddies, <laughs> good friends. Because <Yeah. laughs> um, my wife and I, we went to a wedding and in regional Victoria somewhere, can't remember where, and it was... Interesting, because we got a Guernsey. My wife worked- Got a Guernsey, just play footy. Yeah. My <laughs> wife, I think my wife was the one that introduced us to Richard and Kez. They were the couple, the happy couple who got married, um, because she worked with Rich, or Sloots, 
And so we went up for the wedding and the pre-wedding day, uh, there was four boys and because I was with Amy, I got lumbered into that Yep. Um, as the plus one and we went and played golf. Nice. Which was lovely. Absolutely lovely. But someone needed to wash the car for the wedding. So Amy was flipped the keys with another lady called Claire, which was the wife of the best man. Right. My wife and Claire did not know each other. Yep. By the end of the day, when we caught back up with them, they'd consumed three dozen oysters and two bottles of champagne, and they were woo girls. (laughs) They knew each other well by that stage. Our friendship has lasted longer than the marriage did. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's the spirit of Woo Girls, isn't it? It is. They when still... you get the Woo on early. They're the place. That, well, we went and stayed with them at Christmas last year and when we went to Melbourne. That's the house that we stayed at. I can say it's well played wife. Yeah, well played wife. Yeah. But I also was, I was in the bridal party of a wedding where I only knew the bride and the groom and no one else. And so Amy knew no one other than me and the groom. Mm-hmm. And she got put on the single table as well. Yeah. And that was a sit-down meal. It's just, it's she made harsh. some friends. It is, but it's harsh to some people. It is. Because not everyone is is socially pliable in a group of people. They can't actually go, hi, my name's Troy. Correct. You know? Yeah. You, your hat looks weird. Why is there <laughs> a feather in it? What the fuck's with the feather on the right? <laughs> So, yeah, does that you mean something? You freak. Does, does that mean you're a swinger? Yeah. Is that like putting a pineapple in your front Yeah, baby. It's like uh, the old days. Remember they used to say that if you had your eyebrow pierced on, was it the left side or the right side? Or you're gay. earring, yeah. You know, like. I'm not sure <laughs> I that. Don't, I don't think it was a real thing. But strangely enough, I still remember that it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I just can't remember which side. Yeah. And I mean, the straight. What was really weird out of that, though? Is I've never sucked so much cock in my life. <laughs> Just to try and find out. <laughs> and I'm still not sure. Still not sure. Well, keep so, on going, mate. If keep anyone out there is canoeing. Maybe you should have run a Gantt chart on it. <laughs> run some sort of statistic analysis. Mm, anyway. Uh, now, is it Good too- times. I need your moral guidance. Oh, shit. Last time this happened, I don't believe it ended properly. No. Look, you were talking about unfortunate deaths. Okay. Now, I have an unfortunate death. Right. Right? Right. And it's not a long time ago. I think it is not a long death. It is only from the end of October. Right. Still current. Yeah. And it's the death of a child. Oh, okay. Depends if it was a naughty child. Hmm. We don't know. It doesn't say. Okay, I'm going to assume so far it is without knowing the story, but I could change my mind. Sure. At the moment, I'm saying, you know what? Probably deserved it. He's American. Oh, it's up the ante. From Oklahoma. Okay, so... Oklahoma. So, we, without knowing Bozen. the story, mm. so you know, it's a 50%. That's your, your half point, isn't it? You're not sure, yeah. but can't, you know, you're in the middle. So, the fact that he could have been naughty, I flipped it up to a 70%. Yep. At America, on at the moment, it's an 80% chance that, yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, okay. Let's, how about... But, what, but with the story going on, that percentage can shift and go to and fro. Okay. So how about we just say that it is very tragic that this young boy lost his life? Okay, 75%. Very tragic that he's lost his life. Oh, right. The 65%, The then? circumstances on how he lost his life... Right. Not funny. Right. Except for one small detail. <laughs> Your face was so serious for that moment. Yep. And then once he got to that that little killer piece at the end, that one, your, your small facial detail. expression just shifted to just a small smirk. It wasn't a lot, just enough to make me go, "There's some funny coming." All right. Right there. He was first reported because this trade. You're going to move the percentages out of the way. I'm going to take that out of the sure. out of the game. Um, Seven twenty. The boy was missing. Uh, morning or night? Um, PM. PM, right, so that's not good parenting for no, a start. We did a bit of a look around the property, and it appears that the child was attacked by the family dog. Oh, no. And was pronounced dead at about 15 minutes later. Okay, look, that's not good. That is tragic. Now, the thing is, mm-hmm. was a new pet. Right. And um, the family had adopted... This this dog, yeah, good on him for doing that. 
and they didn't think anything of it, you know, taking a lost dog and whatever. And a seven-year-old. Now, I, I know how big a seven-year-old is. It's a little bit smaller than my Jakey, to give you some context. Oh, so I thought you meant the dog was seven. No. no the child The seven. child was seven. They didn't adopt the child, did they? No, the child was theirs. Right. The dog was adopted. Right. How old's a dog? Do we know? Didn't, didn't say. Right. Well, it was a stray, so they don't know. Didn't come with a birth certificate. Right. What? By the sound of it, you're missing about 7 million people. It was a stray, too. Yeah. Now, <laughs> on the list of... Like when you read child killed or a person killed by, by dog or family pet, what are the breeds of dogs that come to mind? That, oh, like a normal, you know, things like Pitbull. Yes. Um, Rottweiler. Basset Hound. Mm, probably not. I don't reckon that's up there. <laughs> no Fred Bassett's. No, right, no, Basset Hound. But, you know, you've got your Rottweilers and you've got yeah. your a lot, a lot of your Pitbulls. mixed breeds. Yeah, Pincers, <laughs> Doberman, Pincers, maybe even a German Shepherd. Or if German Seppard. German Seppard. <laughs> or if you live in, you know, Australia post-war and you want to call it an Alsatian because you can't say the yeah. word German. True. <laughs> Were there actually any German Shepherds in the day, do you think? Yeah, they're all fucking German Shepherds. No, no, no. No, I don't mean the dog. As in, were there any German Shepherds? Yeah, they have sheep. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, this child lost his life. Oh, don't tell me it's something like a chihuahua. I mean, chihuahuas are vicious little Vicious. Fuckers. Wouldn't surprise me. Corgi. <laughs> By queen and country. Really? A Shetland sheepdog corgi. <laughs> a Shetland sheepdog corgi? Doesn't sound like a big dog, does it? It doesn't, but they've poshed it up a little bit. Well, that's what it was. I it was believed to be was a, corgi. a Shetland sheepdog. I'm, my concern now is for Liz. These are these are known killers. Yeah, but she's also on celebrity Deadpool list, isn't she? So you want all mind she, you you much for you're it. not getting many points no, for Liz. No, true, mind you, if she gets knocked over by a corgi, I will give you double points. <laughs> corgi. Imagine, imagine if the corgis, right, the corgis yes. of the world, release the hounds and suddenly <laughs> like gained a bit of extra intelligence. Yes, through maybe through some kind of superpower, superpower. Like maybe it's a worldwide thing. Maybe there was a meteor that went a bit close to Earth, and for mm-hmm. some reason that affected only corgis. There's the, something in yeah, their DNA and it added like added like three hundred percent intelligence to them. Triggered something in their yeah. ingrained and DNA, they, and they can also talk mm. um, to each other across the globe without saying anything. It's through the thoughts of their yeah. Um, so they're doing that. And mm. they're starting to just take people out. Imagine if after this. The corgis like rise the, the up. The corgis rise up. And the queen, she's just at the top of the stairs. Queen And corgi. the cor- she's just walking and the corgi just happens to accidentally just walk in front. And she trips and falls down the stairs and dies. Mm. And you just got this photo, right, of this this terrible thing where the queen is like dead on the bottom. Or maybe it's because the paparazzi are going to be able to take a happy step. Oh, okay. I'm, the paparazzi aren't that good. Okay. There's a photo inside. There's a. A, um, an outline. Oh, the, yes. The dead yeah. body outline, right? That's it. So it's a, like a beautiful, like a, a monotone black and white sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, you know, the last moments of Liz or something, like this beautiful article. Yes. And then if you actually look up, no one's even noticed it, but the internet finds these things. <laughs> right up at the top corner of the photo, at the top of the stairs, there's just a solitary corgi just sitting there looking down. On her left. Smiling. <laughs> And then people start picking up yeah. with these accidents happening around the world and bits and pieces that are unrelated. Well, they start looking There's at corgis. Well, what they do is they they trawling through the internet and they're looking through crime photos. Yeah, CSI's all over the world and just in every photo. And you know, in what? a little point, there's either a corgi, corgi hair, <laughs> a dog collar, and there'd be someone because mm. there's smart people out the corgi there. Corgi killer. There'd be someone that would actually set up a program, a searching program, mm. to just hunt out. Corgis in photos worldwide, so they go through millions of photos, billions, and then it just suddenly just pick out. Insta would explode, and then you'd have that moment where you just get this huge conundrum, this whole collection of stuff where you look at it and go, "Oh Oh my god, it's us against the corgis." The corgis are rising. (laughs) The corgis are rising. Fuck! Attack of the killer corgi. (laughs) And imagine it, like just suddenly you see when they realise it, will found out. Yes. They'll start coming together in clusters. And then you know what happens is they capture one of them. They manage to capture like the head grand poobah corgi that has evolved beyond the telekinesis and actually has the ability to speak or communicate. Oh, like the monkey on Planet of the Eights when he just goes like, no. Correct. And you're sitting there and you... the world, for whatever reason, because we are living in a dystopian world by this time. We're up; it's us against the corgis. Yeah. 
and they live stream. This Corgi has been sentenced, like, this is going to be locking them up. It's going to be the Bin Laden moment. Facebook Live has never been so big. Correct. And you zoom in on this fluffy white face (laughs) with big floppy ears, and this Corgi just says one thing. Do you want to play a game? (laughs) (laughs) Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Um, Killer Corgis. Killer Corgis from space. I tell you what, that's a film. Killer corgis from space. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm just wondering what they're. How many doing. people die from corgis each year? Here we go. Now, I was going to look at that. I was just looking at um. Let me know, look what, at that one. What kind of celebrities and so forth own corgis? So this is so 16 celebrities own corgis. Um, this is from a fantastic news site, thepause.net. Um, fuck me, Stephen King owns a corgi. Oh shit, son! Oh, I can tell that he's got some ideas. Elvis Presley owned a corgi. He's dead. Fuck. It's it's a thing. Yep. There's one already. Um, Stephen Fry. Oh. Corgi. Yep. Didn't he die? Is he dead yet? No, Stephen. He's close. So he's owned a corgi. Fuck me. No, Joe. But he is gay. No. Betty White has a corgi. Oh, fuck. Oh, this is a fuck me. Jesus Christ with her out. The corgis look bigger in Betty White's arms. <laughs> Actually, it looks fucking huge. But he's, he's so tiny. Who else have we got? Going through this. Um, Alton Brown. Don't even know who you are. You're not even important. Obviously, that was a that was one of the apprentice corgis. That the apprentice was a cross. Yeah. Uh, just got to go to the Cross. Page. I'm very cross. Who else have we got? Julie Andrews. Corgi. Oh, um, yes. A doe deer, a female deer. Yep. Kiefer Sutherland. Corgi. 24. 24 corgis, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. One for every hour. Queen Elizabeth. Hang on, that's a remake of a movie. Okay, instead I mean, of look at Lost Boys, Lost Corgis. Queen, he's got two Could you corgis. imagine remaking Lost Boys <laughs> and replace the male cast <laughs> of vampires with corgis? <laughs> Thou shall not kill. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it pans and you just see this corgi in the background playing a saxophone. <laughs> There's a picture here. <laughs> A naked corgi. A naked corgi. Oh, there's a picture of the queen, and the corgis are wearing fucking crowns. So we're already starting to take over. Yeah. That's, how, got? that's how she stays we're alive. We're up to number nine. Uh, Jerry Brown. Who's Jerry Brown? I want to talk more about the Lost Boys remake using corgis. Anything that Keith Sutherland has been, flatliners with corgis. Flatliners with corgis. Because <laughs> they they go what well, they they basically kill them they go into like the limbo world yeah and that's where the corgis come back from yeah exactly they bring the evil corgis back from the dead that's how they get their telekinesis powers Kirsty Alley she's a corgi person yeah cheers oh, she's not dead yet but I tell you what they've done something to her face well they've killed a um, career <laughs> oh Selma Blair corgis Blair Witch Project um, no but I believe she's got um cancer or something so oh she's been unwell it's a slow burn. Don't know who that one is. Don't know who that one is. And then I've only got, I think, one... Is that it? Mind you, I mean, Keith Sutherland... One page to go. I'm not saying he's... He's no Jean-Claude Van Damme when it comes to, you know, pin-up macho men. No. But I'm not suggesting that the Corgi's the most masculine dog that he could have. No, it's really not. (laughs) I mean, come on, Kiefer. Uh, Martha Stewart, mate. Corgi's. She did prison. That's it. And that's that's kind of my... She's a convicted felon. But, um... I mean, there's already a couple of dead people in that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm concerned. Betty well, White. The, the I mean, f- we didn't think Betty White could die from anything, but if she's got Ever. corgis. Yeah, she's death by corgi. Mm. They'll probably eat her when she does die. You know what the corgi started, don't you? No. COVID. COVID corgi. Corgi. COVID corgi. See? It's affecting your speech already. Yeah, I have an impediment. Bloody corgis, mate. Oh, dear me. Now, you know what is... Affecting my speech at the moment? Other than the fact that um, you're possibly just losing the English. Fucking sheer exhaustion. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up eventually. Oh, oh, mate. So for those who don't know, actually no one knows. No one knows. Who would know? Only heaven knows. Did you tell anyone you were going to do Rick, this thing? Rick Price you got lost and Yeah, exactly. Send a raven. <laughs> um, now, for those people who have been playing at home... Uh, you would know that my beautiful children um, have both become uh, cubs and scouts, and as such, I've become 
indoctrinated, I mean invested, into the scouting movement worldwide um, by His Holiness Bear Grylls. Um, now, we went to Cubbery, and that was a good time. Good time was had by all. Mm-hmm. And very, very civilised, I've worked out. Driving in, I got to borrow the, the super deluxe Big Daddy swag. There was toilet facilities. There was, you know, a mess hall and fun activities planned. Well, my daughter... Was there, was there a corgi pen? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. No, they're all on the wild, mate. Right. Um, and so my my wonderful daughter, Ella, has had her first hike. Now, this was her first overnight hike with the scouts. And being a parent helper and being the parent, she said, you kind of said, oh, can you come, Dad? And I went, yeah, absolutely, I'll come and we'll... We'll do this hike together. Fantastic. And then we will be like bloody trolls and we'll sleep out in the wilderness. It sounds like an absolutely wonderful experience, Joe. Now, the thing is with this, whatever we required, we were going to have to carry. Yeah, you couldn't take the Big Daddy Deluxe swag on this one because that's a big bag. That is a fucking big bag. That is a heavy bag. You would want to get a Daryl to go with you to carry it. (laughs) Oh, you needed a Sherpa, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Now, what we did, um, for those people playing at home, we hiked about 8Ks on the first day. We were, and whereabouts was this lovely hike? Uh, penguin, back of Penguin. Yep. So, so Mount Montgomery, Dial Rangers sort of yep. thing. We kind of hiked the saddle, I believe is what it's called, the of saddle. Mount Montgomery. That yeah. sounds manly, doesn't it? Doesn't it ever? A bit of Brokeback Mountain, yep. sort of. <laughs> um, and then we found our camp spot. Now, the good thing is the, 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 the head scout that was there went... There's a lot of young scouts here. Some of them are scubs. Scubs. So they're they're cubs, but not scouts yet. Correct. Scubs. I don't want no scub. Scub really, is kind of. It can, sounds can. like a derogative term. Though, they don't it? use it. It's, it was only being used by the scouts. I'm going to say, like you know, you're a scout. They're the one you don't like. It's like you're a buddy. Fucking scubs. You're a scub. Anyway, so it was only used by the kid <laughs> like who Lord of the Flies kicks in. Exactly. Oh, it almost got Lord of the Flies. Anyway, so. She said, look, it's probably going to be really, really difficult to hug, you know, lug in tents, sleeping mats, plus food. Yep. I'm arranging for someone to go to a place at 10.30 in the morning and pick up anything that you want and have that delivered to the campsite at 6 p.m. at night. And I went, fucking yes. Mackers. No. <laughs> and so two of the scouts had to carry everything because they're going for a certain badge and if you want the certain badge you've got to carry your own shit but i get no badges because i be a parent helper so i'd borrowed a little hiking tent a little two-man mm-hmm. hiking tent um some sleeping mats and whatever and i got put that in the, the truck with because a lot rig. of those those little like hiking tents so they're light as fuck they are i mean but, they, they uh, probably want a kilo or something no 2.6 was mine okay which is still you know 2.3 more than what I wanted to carry. Well, the thing is, you're still, you're carrying more weight than normal, so... Well, yeah, and then you a add difference. a sleeping bag onto that and a sleeping mat and then yep. some three kilos worth of water. Yep. Half a carton of Bose cans. Exactly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Slab of VB. <laughs> anyway, so I... <laughs> I guess, uh, don't, put the, don't put the beard out, Ella. <laughs> Just keep carrying it. You'll be Dad, right. Dad doesn't drink, but you never know. Today could be the day. Put it on the back of the corgi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it's exactly right. if something's going to drive you to drink, hiking. <laughs> oh, isn't it that's ever? going to do it. Thankfully, we were blessed with beautiful weather. It really was spectacular Can I just hiking say, weather. If you're hiking in Launceston, fuck no. So, so quick scenario um, to add to that. Um, I went up to the reception. The reception mm. was at seven o'clock Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went up, got up to Launceston around one o'clock, I think, in the other. I thought I'd go and have a little bit of a shop, wander around. Mm-hmm. Um, there's St. John there, which is a nice little craft beer bar. Oh, yeah. That you can sit out the front. It was a beautiful day. Like the weather was just phenomenal. Magic. So I'm standing there in the shorts. The old legs are getting a little bit of a town. This is Perfect. great. I had a couple of beers. Uh, and then I wandered into town to grab something. I headed back to my room. It was about probably, I don't know, four, four o'clock, I suppose. Mm hmm. I then listen to our latest episode of the podcast, as I always do, to do a description. Awesome. So there's an hour. Yes. Um, so I listen to that. that. you're never going to get send, back. <laughs> send the description to you. Uh, then I thought, cool, so it's about five o'clock. I'll go and jump in the shower now. Yes. Did you uh, like my response? Obviously, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I jump in the shower, get ready, and then I'll go and have a couple of beers before I head to the reception. Yep. So I've ju- done that. I've jumped in the shower, come out, go on and say, cool, we'll walk down the pub now. Mm. Walk outside, pissing down with rain. Torrential. 
<laughs> it rained for about three hours and it was thick. Well, it was big, fat, thick, blankety rain. Apparently so that's what that? it was. Well, apparently that's what it was like Bernie way as well. Really? Like my little part of the world, Penguin, Tasmania. The saddle missed the it. The saddle missed it. It was just glorious. It was That's 19... impressive thing because, mate, trust me, if this had happened, you oh, would have been fuck. wanting that you, or hoped you carried a canoe yeah, with well, you. Yeah, well, I looked at the weather on the way out and, and we were, at the beginning of the week, we were looking at about 60% chance of rain, which is, I think, what you got. Um it wasn't rain. Hike day. It was a lake that fell. It was a monsoon, <laughs> a falling lake. Um, it dropped to 5%, which means I changed my choice of footwear from my Blunston boots, because that's all I had, because uh, I knew I hadn't worn those for a while. Yep. and They're not the best fitting, and I knew I was probably going to end up with blisters, yeah. but would have been better in the mud. Mm. Or waders, maybe. Or waders, <laughs> flippers. Um, so I then moved to my runners, which I have done hundreds of kilometers in because I've used them for work. Yep. In events, all you do is fucking walk. Um, but they've got zero grip. They are the slicks. Right. <laughs> but they were the ones I wanted because I didn't want to get So blisters. it really was like days of thunder, really, was it? You it have to really make a was. bet. Do I go the slicks or do I go something with a bit all of the grip? Wets. Yeah. Because, you know, this is going to be a hard one. Fucking know it was. And you just got to, you got to go with something and you got to commit to it. And I did. Yep. Um, so we sent the, the, the scouts off half an hour before us because the whole idea so you should have said the Cubs because if you lose a few of them it doesn't matter <laughs> it does <laughs> anyway so we sent the sent scouts the scubs the scubs sent the scubs <laughs> and so um, the whole idea is that if they want to get their hiking badges they mm-hmm. need to basically do this alone sort of deal whereas we're hanging back offering no assistance but and, you're still there but we're still there and, yep. and that's mainly for safety as well because you know this is a, a out in the wild you know there's bogans everywhere yep. it's uh, like so you obviously with the the cups you have like a string on them so that they walk off you saw that contact. <laughs> but then suddenly if the string gets tight and then just pulls it away. Yeah. You know that a drop bear's got that one, so you leave them. <laughs> Correct. Cut and you run. say, how are your strings, mate? <laughs> exactly. I, I, <laughs> I, used, I put a choker on mine. It was a lot easier to <laughs> keep them back and uh, get into heel, get them behind. Anyway, so we did that, and that was fine. We made camp. And thankfully, I'd never put up a proper tent before. <laughs> now, what? Well, I haven't. Like, well, the last time I would have done it would have been 30 Five years ago. Yeah, right. Okay. So your I don't classify your swag as, no. as constructing a tent. No, not at all. It's two bendy rods and a straight rod yep. and it's job done. And, and a you couple showed of pegs. and a couple of pegs and you show and I probably didn't even need the fucking pegs. No. And you showed me how to do it. So that was pretty easy. So what are you saying? I, and I showed you how to do it. What's that supposed to mean? Well, you showed me how to do it. So I yeah, had I know, but you I made it say as if because I showed you how to do it, it must have been really fucking simple. No, I'd been given an <laughs> instructional video. Like I, I'd seen it in the, I'd seen it yeah. happen. Whereas this tent- It was I'd, practical. It was practical. Yep. So I had first-hand construction knowledge. Whereas so this what if one, you got a sheet that you, okay, No, I ended a up with three, and... three different pieces of material that were not connected. Right. With clips and buckles on all of them. You didn't just buy a pack of tarps, did you? <laughs> Probably should have. And fucking different colour-coded rods. And I'm like, fuck. So thankfully there was a 12-year-old girl there. Right. Awesome. <laughs> who said, do you need help with your tent? And I went, yes. <laughs> I have not enough. They looked at you and said, he hasn't got his tent badge. <laughs> he has not got his tenting badge. And you know what? I don't care. Whatever mocking I, I cop from getting assistance from a 12-year-old girl. But fuck, she was gold. She And all I had to pay was a couple of um, na- nature's lollies. <laughs> Just a couple of snakes. A couple of sno- lolly snakes, and that was that was her paid in full. And so we set it up. But the good tent thing is- bribery. That's amazing. Tent bribery. This tent had an area which was like a foyer. So it was a little bit at the front of the tent where you could go and put your pack in. Nice lawning? Little awning, so we were having canopies in the in the entrance. <laughs> I did ask. Thankfully, I was with Stewie, so we remember Stewie from Cabaret. Stewie was also on this. He was popcorn man. Fuck, he he hikes for fun. Oh, he's one of those. He's one of those. He carried five liters of water. Really? Plus all his shit. Ah, Stewie. And he just had showing off. Just showing off, and he had multiple. Everything's like he yeah. had little burners and cookers and 
He rocked up with fucking everything that camping and hiking know about. Let me guess. He's got like a fucking remote control drone above that films his entire experience, the V-blog, the fucking thing later. No, he's not into that shit. He just does it because he enjoys it. Oh, for Christ. He's not even an Insta-camper. <laughs> he's not, a, not like an influencer? No. No? He's just a solid bloke. Just does it because he likes stuff. He's a Who weirdo. Who does that in this day and age? Fucking weirdo. Anyway, Obviously. he had proper... Nice book. guy, though, apparently. Lovely bloke. <laughs> and very funny. But I was very grateful for him because you don't drink coffee, but I do. He mm. has a hiking espresso machine. Oh, for God's sake. All you have to do is put boiling hot water in it, give it a few pumps... Makes you a beautiful espresso. He's coffee. the kind of man that I just want to put in the line mm. of a group of corgis <laughs> who haven't eaten for twelve hours. I tell you what, I could have, I could have given him a hug, but that would have been slightly awkward for Stewie. Well, there's your brokeback mountain. <laughs> <laughs> there is your brokeback mountain. Well, speaking of brokeback mountain, so we slept, and the next day we woke up. Now here's my quandary, and I know that. Oh, here it comes. Anyway, I'm a private man by nature. And I know that I'm a delicate wallflower. I know this about myself. I love that you admit this. So yeah. It's great. Now, I've done many a nature wee. That's yep. not a problem. But in the morning, I had my coffee. I had my breakfast. I had to have my morning constitution. Mm-hmm. And I needed to do a bush poo. Right. Never a fun experience. And I'm like- There's nothing funny about that at all. No. So, I, I borrowed Stu's uh, poo shovel is right what they called it. He didn't bring a poo seat with him? There's such a thing? Yeah, there is a such a thing. So I tried to actually buy one here a while back for camping because I thought it would be handy. Um, but what it is, essentially, it's just a little fold-up seat. Like a camp stool? Like a camp stool, but it's got like a hole in the bottom. A hole in the middle. So you can sit on it. Oh, that's sounds... So you're not squatting, essentially. Yeah. And if you want to get real technical, you can actually connect a bag underneath it, and then you can just kind of roll the bag up, and you've got your, your poo. Your poo bag. And all the rest of you, that's an actual poo bag. Um, but <laughs> or, it means that or... you're not you're not sitting on the ground, and it's just, like, it's not like a little enclosure where you go into a toilet. No, it's just a stool that's got a hole in it. Pretty much. That sounds And genius. Stu sounds like the kind of guy that'd have that. No, he just had an aluminium bloody trowel. And said, yeah, just now, nah, look, I'm a little bit disappointed in Stu right now. I was impressed a minute ago, but just anyway, take so a poo stool. have that off you go, dig it, make sure you cover everything up, you'll be yep. fine. And I'm there and I found my spot, and <laughs> found his spot, I found my poo spot. <laughs> and I and I and I'm and I'm like, I don't have the because I've hiked the day before and I didn't. I didn't have the strength in my thighs to be able to squat, and then I'm worried about the angle. Am I going to shart back on myself? Because you don't like, want to cramp up. I don't want to cramp up and then, or potentially fall back. Like, oh. what's going to happen? And I was worried Especially about- Especially if you're one of those people that you don't find a good spot, so you decide to do it off the edge of a cliff face, so it just goes <laughs> exactly. out of the way. You don't want to fall backwards on one of those. And then I thought- do I have enough velocity where I can just bend at the hips and poop shoot it out? Like oh, just, nice. Just at right just angles. Just propel it. And then I thought, no, because you're going to get a dribble. You're going to get a dribble down the back of your shorts. Mm, and how yeah. do you do that? And how do you hold your shorts? And you... There's a lot to it. I found a solution, Mr. Barnes. Oh. I leaned up against a tree. I put my back on a tree on a slight angle. Oh, that's good. Into a seated position. So when you say back to the trunk of a tree or back to a branch that was- Full trunk. So the trunk was my privacy. Because you you would essentially do it now. Think about it. If you had a a branch that was horizontal- Oh, yeah. You could actually just lay in the middle of your back against that. Correct. Use that as a bit of a support base. Yes. And do it that way. Absolutely. But the trunk still. Yeah, so I had my shorts down to my knees. So it was still- a great picture you're painting too, by the way. Sitting across my thighs. Yep. It is the quickest poo I have ever done in my life. I think my whole bowels emptied in like half a second. (laughs) Just wanted to get out of there? Didn't want the experience? Done. And that was enough. It was just enough. Anyway. So then we went for a hike. And that was fine. We walked from where we were. We walked down to the Leven River. And along there is an old uh, tram line, which they would have used for mining. Mining. And it follows along the river. And here's the interesting thing. We passed these two women who were coming the opposite way. We're doing like a history thing now? Yeah, no, interesting. Okay. Two women coming up past us in the opposite direction. They only had what I got told later by Stewie, who fucking knows everything, were camel packs. Who should come in as a special guest? (laughs) (laughs) To explain. Yeah, mansplain shit. (laughs) They were like a camel pack is what he called it, Mm. which is basically- Like bladder and so forth. 
It's a three to five litre bladder and it just is liquid. That's it. Yep. They were running, which doesn't seem right. Bush running. Bush running. Like, anyway. And the she, last time someone did that was Wolf Creek. <laughs> and they were being chased by corgis. <laughs> <laughs> Corgi Creek. Anyway, and we said, to her, how are you doing? And they went, yeah, look, there's there's four guys down there, but don't worry about them. They seem kind of cool. Yep. So we rocked up. There's a big fuck-off Land Cruiser, Ooh, a, a marquee, Jesus. four blokes, set up. a metric shit ton of tattoos amongst them, a couple of mullets and a couple of dreads pulled up into a bit Viking-style yep. hair. A portable drug kitchen to the side. <laughs> a, meth, a meth lab there. It was probably 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they were on their third drink for the day. See, they did it right. They brought their stuff with them. They had the Weber going. I said, I understand you've got bacon and egg toasted sandwiches. I'll have one to go. <laughs> Which got the response that I was after out of them. Yep. And then as I left, we left them and, you know, they, they looked like they'd spent the night there. Good on them. And I noticed there was a big King Daddy swag. Okay. And I yep. went, fucking, you've done all right for yourself. And then next what was... I think the low-rent version of the King Daddy swag, so it was the same size. And then I did some math, some rudimentary maths, and went one, two, three, four blokes, one, two swags. Mm. One, two, three, four blokes, one, two swags. Now, they were double swags. So you're coming back to the Breakneck Mountain, or are you just singing? Well, that's what I was thinking. Mates are close. Well, so- would you, you? You have been in my suede before, not I have. together with me, but you've you've stayed in it. Absolutely, there's a lot of room in one of them. There is a shit ton of real estate. I don't know if I want to spend the night with one of my mates in there though, because would you snuggle in a, in a swag with me? Look, if I had to for a night, we'd get away with it. Would we? <laughs> we would. Yes, what if we didn't tell anyone? <laughs> we'd get away with it. Okay. It's not a criminal offence, Troy. They, they passed that law in 92. And I mean, I can, we can bring out, you know, the documentary about it later. Two yeah. men and a corgi. Two um, men and a corgi. But I just think it'd, get, we're a, our own it'd get a bag. little bit... Cozy? Cozy, yeah. Would we? Okay, here's the thing. Top and tail it? If we're in sleeping bags, you'd top and tail, wouldn't you? I think so. That'd yeah. be the only polite thing to do. That's how I would want to do it. <laughs> Because otherwise, you have that moment where, without even thinking, you can you roll, roll over, over and give a cuddle or a bit of a spoon. Whereas if it's just legs, I mean, you're rolling over. If you happen to roll over then, yeah, you're at someone's feet. But all it is is just a little bit of a coarse blanket. In, in a sleeping bag. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a corgi in a, in a sleeping bag, a couple of legs. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, fair enough. But, but, um, but I just looked and went- Especially if you had some burly blokes too. They were there's big. R- there's room in it, but there's not that much room. They were big boys. And the thing that surprised me was like, it was a very big land cruiser they were in. <laughs> they were not wanting for space. <laughs> <laughs> they could have easily fitted on the roof racks at least another 12 to 15 double swags. Right, okay. Like it was a big yep. fuck off land cruiser. So that was an interesting start to the morning. Where, why, where, why are those guys here? And where, where did the other two sleep? Don't worry, kids. Let's move on. Move well, on. Move I even on. said with, with my swag that you know, if you had to, you could with a lady or a man friend. You know, if that you're in a relationship someone. together, that special someone that you could spend the night in the swag with someone, but you wouldn't want to spend too many nights. I reckon it'd get a bit constricted after. I a while. would sleep in one with my wife, not a problem. Any night of the week wouldn't bother me at all. Mm. You get away with it. But you'd want a campsite. Yeah. And that's what they had. They had yeah. the awning. They had a couple of chairs. And yep. they had the barbie. So it's obviously go to bed. Yeah, that's, it, that's your bedroom. Perfect. Mm. Then we had three paths in front of us. She's and, Stewie, and Stewie fucking goes, are we at Mordor yet? <laughs> and I went, Stuart, one does not simply walk to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. So nice. he's a bit of a nerd as well, which I quite liked. Yep. And the only person who had done this walk before was a, an 11 year old girl called Kaylin. Mm-hmm. She is a beast of a girl. Well, like, that's not a very nice thing to say. No, fucking, she is a machine. She's about to go and do the Overland track with her family for fun. Okay. She also needs to calm the fuck down. Not only did she carry her mm. tent, her sleeping mat, her pillow, her own carton of beer, her own carton of beer, her food, <laughs> Camp chair. Uh, did she bring a poo chair? She did not bring a poo Why chair. Why didn't anyone have a poo chair? She brought a camp chair because she Jesus. didn't care. 
cut a hole in the chair? <laughs> she may have. <laughs> camp chair. She brought a camp chair because she wanted to be able to sit down. I mean, I get why she brought the chair. Yeah, but she like lugged it. Thing to- she lugged that. Well, the total walk was about 15, 16 k's. Jesus Christ. It's a long way for a chair. Fucking oath it is. I mean, next time bring a sofa. Exactly. <laughs> and we went the path that she suggested, which took us an elevation of 128 metres. Yep. I think over the course of 500 metres. It was almost fucking vertical. Mm. And it was horrendous. And I think at the Not end- the path of least resistance. No, <laughs> but I have decided that when it comes to hiking, if I've given the option, do you want to walk uphill or downhill? I want to walk uphill. Yeah, downhill is not fun. No. Especially if you've got shoes also that haven't got a lot of grip on them. Correct. I, my toes were like I was a ballerina in the Bolshoi Balavay on point for four hours. Like my toes caned by the end of it because there was nothing supporting them. Yeah. Um, and the lactic acid that was going into my thighs to try and support my weight plus my backpack yeah. was just God, horrible. you're an athlete, aren't you? I know. But so you know fit. what? I, I'm going to show you two photos. And, right. and, and one of them is the photo that we had of Ella and I at the start of our, of our adventure. And you'll have a look at that. Oh, we're going to do it before or after, are we? Yeah, we are. Right, cool. So there's us in the car. That's a nice photo. Isn't it a nice photo? That's there nice we are, about to go, sun's You look shining. like you're a couple of the Wiggles, but that's all right with your bright shirts on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great for when the corgis of the wild can find you. Now, this is two minutes before, oh no, probably half an hour before the end of the hike. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. You're still looking okay. Oh, because of the look on her face. Yeah, she's, um, <laughs> she's not looking happy at the moment. There's a lot of re-cheek action going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was just, this is how she spent, <laughs> she just, she'd walk five paces and stop. So my daughter- It looks just, like it was glorious though. My, my daughter has decided that we are a camping family. Not a hiking Not family. a hiking family. She okay, quite likes fine. the idea of a doing what you do, which is, you know, you drive all your shit in yep. and then maybe go on a day walk. Yep. And then come yeah, back so you to your, your camp. Your tents, whatever, your barbecue, your couple of seats, Life. your campfire. Civilization. Yeah, and you can still go for a wander. Yeah, and you might even find yeah. a campsite that's near amenities. There you go. You know, pay the extra five bucks. You know, and the good thing is, too, with that kind of scenario, of course, you don't have to walk far. You can bring your poos chairs with you. Exactly. And you can, and you can use them right there in the campsite. We could even ha- we could share a poo you chair. You could. We could have a communal <laughs> poo chair. You could have a dual poo chair. You sit on it. It's like a couch. Dueling poo chair. You poo together. Oh, and a family that poos and got, together. And you got a little stays together. That brings it down to the middle. <laughs> Fantastic. So that was our hiking story, and it really was quite excrement. I mean, exciting. Um, no, we had the best time. I'm and glad you survived. I was so very proud of my daughter. She did such a great job. Awesome. And she carried most of her pack out. What's the fair track? 16 k. And you're not talking flat surfaces either. You I mean, are it, not. Not even just up and down hills, but I mean, you're talking about slippery. Um, maybe rocky, rough. Well, the first two days, the first day we hiked for two and a half hours and out we hiked for almost four hours. So that's, you know, 15 Ks, I think. You're is not just we dawdling along a flat track. No, mm. it really was a lot uphill and I'll show you some more photos. But that was in Penguin, which brings me, Mr. Barnes. Oh, this is, this because is I know the we're best almost way to done. finish an episode. It's not really because it's a shit week, but it is uh, exam week oh, here at Penguin High the School. the 1990 school diary. The, count, the official countdown student diary sorry, from 1990. Mate. Sorry. Uh, we will be on Monday the 19th. Vince Lee from Pseudo Echo was born in 1964. You know, I would not have known any of the band members from Pseudo Echo. There you go, Vince mm. Lee. Uh, apparently it was exam week. Uh, Tuesday was the first stereo LP was made in 1948. Doesn't say whose. Hmm. Nothing apparently happened on the 21st of November. Well, this is an exciting week. Nothing. <laughs> now, I'm going to teach you how to put on a Bruce accent. Okay. And I learnt this on the 22nd of November in 1990, <laughs> right. which happens to be Tina Weymouth from Talking Heads, who was born in 1950. I'm going to teach you how to say something in an almost perfect posh accent. Right. I need you to repeat after me. Right. Air. Air. Hair. Hair. Lair. Lair. Now, say them together a little it's bit like quicker. One Air, hair, lair. Air, hair, lair. Air, hair, lair. <laughs> Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. 
So whenever right. I need to do a posh English accent, that's the thing I do in my head. Eh, hello. Eh, hello. Eh, hello. Eh, hello. Eh, hello. No, it's more le. Eh, hello. Eh, hello. Eh, hello. Anyway. Sharon O'Neill was born in 1952. And for whatever reason, it's got written, that's all folks. Finished R-O-A. I don't know what that means. Mr. Billy Conley was born in 1942 on the 24th of November. Funny man. And I've written T-G-I-N-Y-O. No idea. You're good with your acronym. Thank God it's nearly over, but I don't know what the Y is. Thank God. It's nearly over, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, what... The Bruce Springsteen released the live album Hysteria in 1986 on the 25th of November. Really? Yeah. Apparently. Wasn't well, long according, after the, according to the 1990s. Well, it wasn't long after that that Def Leppard released the album Hysteria. Exactly. Um, now, Mr. Barnes, I have some news for you. Right. Next week... Was it the final week? Next week is um, the penultimate week of the diary. Oh, my God. There's a lot written in here, which is going to be a bit of a letdown for the last week because there's fuck all in there. Should we have it as like an entire episode just for that week of the diary? Mm, We're going to really have to work it, but sure. Wonderful. (laughs) So no one's going to listen next week. (laughs) (laughs) I promise it won't be an entire episode on the diary. I wouldn't do that to anyone. I might, though. Only Corgi owners. Corgi owners. Mm. Well, roadies, uh, once again, it has been an absolute pleasure. Watch out for the Corgis. Yeah. I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we're the South Road Boys. We certainly are. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) 